Welcome back, everybody, to Living Positively Whole. My name is Josepha. I am so glad that we are able to join together again. I have been tremendously blessed by the testimonies and the positive words that I have received from the previous message that uh, was our our initial message, rather, and I am tremendously blessed by that, and I just pray that God will continue to uh, bless those that are listening, that he will continue to uh, give you wisdom and clarity in whatever season that you are currently in. I am thankful and I give all praise to the Father that I am able to just do what I'm doing now. And I am doing this out of obedience because I am so thankful and I want to be able to help anybody else along the way. So, with that being said, I just want to thank you listeners out there, uh, continue to give me your feedback, uh, many blessings and love to you all. So let's go ahead and dive in into our topic today. So as I foreshadowed into this episode uh, at the end of our last episode, this message today is about prayers. Um, specifically, the title of this message is called Praying Supersized Prayers. Okay, so what does that actually mean? Is there a real difference between a regular prayer and a supersized prayer? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> so with my journey, uh, my walk with the Lord, I have noticed a transition in how I pray. I have been able to see how I prayed when I began my walk with the Lord and how my prayer life has changed as I go from level to level in Christ or I go from season to season. God is a God of order. And so we have to learn how to crawl before we can walk and walk before we can run. And the same is true in our spiritual life. When we start off, we start off with what we call the milk. And as we grow in our walk with the Lord, we start to be able to chew on more sturdy things like the meat. In the Bible, you have those two references of the milk and the meat. Milk is what you give to those that are just starting out their walk. And as they start to grow and mature and develop in their call, their walk with the Lord, then they are graduated to a level of being able to eat more things that are going to give them substance. So the same is true with our prayer life. And I just kind of want to give some points of what I have used over the years. And I have seen that it has been able to help me to grow in my prayer life. And I believe that it will help others as well. When I first began my walk with the Lord, my prayers were very much the basic and not really the basic, but they were, the, my posture was different than how it is now. When I would come before the Lord to pray, I had this posture of groveling. I had this posture of, well, God, if you would just do, if you could just do, or if you could just ask, answer this, or if, if, if you're willing to do this, or could you, and that was because I did not have a clear understanding of who my Heavenly Father 
was. I believe many of us have not gained a true understanding of the character of our father. The Bible talks about how our earthly father desires to give us good things. How much more does our heavenly father desire to give us good things? So when we relate to our earthly father and we go before our earthly father and we ask our earthly father or even our earthly mother for something, whether it be wisdom or whether it be something material, whatever it is that you're asking for, how many of you out there listening can say, well, if I ask for X, Y, and Z, then my parents rejected that request and gave me something totally different or something worse. Our heavenly father desires to give us the desires of our heart, but first we have to seek his kingdom and all of his righteousness. But I am gonna go over some steps that I believe will help to set us on a path that will start us to increase our prayers to that next level, what I call the supersized level. But in order for us to get to that supersized level, it's gonna also involve supersizing our faith. And I will kind of go into that more in depth here in just a moment. But I just wanna elaborate on that point that I just made about when I first started my prayer life, my prayers were had a different type of posture than they do now. And I would come to the Lord asking in a way of not wanting to bother God with my request. God, I'm so sorry for bothering you, but if you would please, let me just clarify something for any listener out there that may actually be where I am now or where I was previously. You are not a bother to your heavenly father. In fact, he delights in you depending on him. He delights that you come to him with your requests. He delights that you come to him seeking to know more of his character because he wants to reveal himself in such a way that is intimate, deep, and personal for you. You can listen to this podcast, you can listen to others, and you can even see different visuals, videos on YouTube about God's character, God's nature. But it's not until you seek God yourself that you are given a personal understanding of his character. And when his character is revealed to you, then, my friend, your prayers will start to change because then you will start to communicate or also another word, communicate, commune with your heavenly father in a way that is more relatable to you. I wanna share this scripture and it comes from Matthew chapter eight, starting at verse one. Just to give a few of you a glimpse of the character of God. 
Verse one says, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. How many of us are approaching God with that same mentality? God, if you're willing, he is willing, always has been and always will be. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if he was willing then, guess what, my friend? He's willing today and he'll be willing tomorrow and the next day and the next day. That is great news. That is great news. So when the enemy tries to put those images or thoughts of doubt in your mind, you pull down those thoughts and you replace that with the word of God. And you say, no, my father is willing. And he delights in showing me his love and his character. I would like to share a verse with you. And this verse is found in Matthew chapter eight, verse one. It says, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. How many of us have actually had that same thought, Lord, if you're willing? God's character is shown in the word. He is willing. In fact, he delights in it. The word of God makes it clear that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So guess what, my friend? That is good news. Because why? If he was willing then, he's willing now. So when the enemy tries to come and stir doubt, you pull down those thoughts, take them captive and replace them with the word of God and say, no, my God is willing to do all that I could even think or ask. He desires to give me the desires of my heart. As long as I am seeking his word, seeking his righteousness through Christ Jesus. So that is great news. So I pray that this is the last day that you have those thoughts of, I may not be willing for God to do this. No, my friend, you are willing, you are worthy. And God desires to give you those good things. So now let's take a journey a little bit further. So as I mentioned, this is a topic about prayer, and I have points to go over that can possibly help get you to the next level in those supersized prayers. Let's also visit another verse, and this is a common verse. It comes from the book of James, starting in chapter four, verses two and three. 
it starts by saying you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. And this is taken out of the NIV version in case anybody is wondering. And I did jump down to the middle of that scripture in verse two, starting in verse two. So when you follow along with me, there is a part of it that I did omit just for the sake of the time on this podcast and also to illustrate what it is that I'm really wanting to dive into about prayers. So let me read that again. It says, you do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. So in that verse, there's a lot of meat there. Okay. There's a lot to unwrap in this verse alone that I believe will give us that framework, what we're looking for. So number one, I've broken it down into several points and I have a total of six points and I want to go through those more in depth. So number one, the first point is you must believe that God is God. You must believe that God is God. We know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So how can we submit our prayers when we doubt in our heart that God is God and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him? So in other words, how can I surrender a prayer, whether it be what we consider a supersized prayer or not, how can I submit a prayer to God if I don't believe that he is who he is? If I don't believe that he is who he is, then how can I believe that he can do what he says he's going to do? It sounds like common sense, right? But so many of us believers are found in between that place. <laughs> we believe that God is to an extent, or we believe that he is, but we just don't believe that he can do what he says he's going to do. And that's the disconnect, my dear. With this journey of supersized prayers, you've got to be all in. You've got to make up your mind and your heart that you believe God and you believe his word. If you believe God and you take him at his word, then there will be no room for doubting your prayers. So that's point number one. Once again, it is you must believe that God is God, that he is who he says he is, and that he will do what he says he will do. Number two, we've got to search our heart to find our motives behind the prayers that we are submitting. So if the prayer that we're submitting is to only benefit ourselves, 
then maybe just maybe that's why you have not received an answer. If the prayer that we're submitting before our father is a prayer that will not only bless us, but it'll bless others. That's a good thing. That's a great prayer. Then we stand on that. But if it's only about ourselves, it's not going to go any farther than ourselves. God will hear the prayer. But if the motive and the intention is not right, then it will more than likely not go from just that point. And why is that? Well, because once again, let's go back to the character of God. Jesus willingly laid down his life for all. That is an act of love, but most importantly, that is an act of selfless love. To be selfless is to put others before yourself. You're not seeking anything for yourself, your own benefit. You are doing what you're doing for the benefit of others. And that, my friend, is a character of our Heavenly Father. So this is coming back full circle. When you know the character of your father, your prayers will start to line up. They will align themselves. And you will start to see the results that you are praying for. But when you don't understand the character of God and you don't understand what his word is saying to you, then that is where the disconnect can happen. And, and unfortunately, that is where some believers find themselves to be frustrated. So I pray today we get clarity and understanding. In all of our getting, get understanding. So number two is check your heart. Do a heart check. Check your motives. Is what I'm praying for going to only benefit me? Am I only seeking benefit and reward for myself? Or am I seeking this to be a blessing for others? Point number three, be specific. Vague prayers render vague results. God bless me with a job. Okay. Well, let's go a little bit further. What type of job are you needing to be blessed with? Does it need to be a full-time job or a part-time job? If you're a single mother, does this need to be a job that will coincide with your children's schedule? Do you need to be available to take them where they need to be? Do you have other obligations? Are you possibly taking care of your elderly parents? And so you need a job that's going to be flexible in allowing you to have that leverage. You've got to be specific. Because when you get the answer to that prayer and it's not exactly what you're wanting, you can't really complain if you weren't specific in your request. 
I'm currently in a in a season where I am looking at certain um, homes that I want for myself and my family. I've got to be specific in that. What type of neighborhood do I want to live in? How many bedrooms? You know, these things are important. If they're important to you, if they matter to you, they matter to God. So make sure you bring it before the Father. Be specific. Let me share this point for all the single ladies that are are diligently praying for their future spouse. Not only single ladies, but single gentlemen that may, may be listening to the podcast. Maybe you're believing God for that spouse. You've got to be specific about, about that spouse. Now, when I say specific about the spouse, I'm not meaning the physical attributes because we are reminded in the word of God that God does not look at the outer as man does, but God looks at the heart. So maybe when you're praying those prayers about that spouse, maybe you should be more concerned with how the spouse relates to you spiritually, not physically. So those are just some examples. So when you go before the Father, whatever request that you're bringing before the Lord, be specific. Now, of course, we know that God knows what we need before we can ask it, but it is not until we speak it that we give life to that very thing. We release it with our mouth and we expect God to move in faith. Number four, ask with confidence. Or in other words, I like to word it this way. Ask with confident expectation, also known as faith. Ask with confident expectations. If I'm coming before the Lord and I'm not coming to the Lord with faith, if I don't expect that God is going to move in a mighty way if I don't have that faith attached to my prayer, then you won't be able to see that prayer take life. You've got to be confident that your God is the one that can truly bring the, the result that you're needing. And you've got to know that he is faithful in every season. Number five, watch God move. This coincides with number four. When I said ask with confident expectation, the word expectation right there, you're expecting God to move. So number five, number four and five work together. Number five, I'm watching God move. I'm watching him work things out on my behalf. Number six, thank him in advance. Before you see the manifestation reveal itself to you. Thank God in advance. Thank God in advance 
for answered prayers. Thank God in advance for whatever need it was that you had, that he met that. Thank him in advance. And lastly, number seven, share, share the testimony. Share that blessing with somebody else. Share the testimony with somebody else. Let them know the good news. Let them know how you stood on faith, how you took God at his word, how you were specific about a certain thing in a certain season and how you waited with expectation, with faith and that God moved. Share that with someone. Because it's going to do several things. It's going to ignite them and it's going to set you ablaze. You're already, you're already lit, so to speak. But when you share the testimony of how God has taken you from level to level and you start to see God moving on your behalf, you start to see the results of the things that you've been praying and believing God for, that's only going to make that fire that's in the inside of you burn even brighter. It's going to set you ablaze. And when you're set ablaze, you need to let that shine and spill over into other lives. So I pray that this has been a message to bless, strengthen, and encourage you. And I just want to go over those points one more time in case um, in case I missed them, uh, so, or in case anybody missed them. <laughs> so the first one is you must believe that God is God. He is who he is and he will do what he says he's going to do. Number two, you have to search your heart, your own motives. You have to check yourself, do a heart check. See what is the reason behind what you're asking for. Number three, be specific. Vague prayers will render vague results. So we need to be specific in what we're asking for. Number four, we need to ask with confident expectation. Confident expectation, also known as faith. That's, a, that's, that's my own personal, I've put the two together. Uh, number five, we watch God move. Watch God move. Number six, thank him in advance. Thank him in advance for answering that prayer. Thank him in advance. And number seven, share the testimony. Be a blessing to somebody else. Help to, to light, ignite them. Help to ignite their faith. Help to get them stirring. And in turn, it's going to set you ablaze and you're going to go to the level to level to level in your prayers. So my friends, I have enjoyed this time with you and I pray that these points uh, help to set you on a new path in your prayer life. I think so many times we as believers will complicate things. <laughs> we read the word of God and we want to overcomplicate. But it's really just as simple as that. 
if we would take God at his word, follow his instruction that he's already laid out before us, it would make things so much easier for us. That does not mean that we will not have challenges and obstacles that are going to come our way, but it does mean that we can overcome them all because we have the greater one that lives within us. So have a tremendous blessed day, a tremendous blessed rest of your month. I look forward to seeing you all on our next visit. And stay tuned. There may be some additional episodes to come your way. Who knows? But once again, I thank you again for joining me on Living Positively Whole. Be blessed. Continue to be a blessing. And I love you all. Thank you.